Hello, welcome back to another episode of Inspiration Talks. I'm very excited about today's episode. I have a very special guest all the way from USA. Dara Lane is with us. She is a Bully Buddy Consultant and CEO. So before any delay, let's welcome her. Hi, Dara. Hello. <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate it. First of all, thank you so much for joining, Tara. So, Tara, I would like to start our today's conversation with your childhood, Tara. So, let's revive some childhood memories. Uh, so, where were you born? What did you study? Where did you grow up? Well, I'm happy to say I am a, a, a native of New Jersey. So, I grew up in Bayonne, New Jersey, small little town uh, up north in the northern part of New Jersey. And I um, am in a family of three. I have a brother and a sister, and then I also have a cousin who I consider a, a, a brother, so that's four. And my parents, I grew up in um, with interracial parents, and so that was an, an awesome, awesome cultural experience. And um, studying, I just, you know, adolescence, I went to private school, I went to a Catholic school, where that's where my bullying journey really began, which we could talk about that in another question. <laughs> but um, that's where it began, and um, I'm here today pursuing my mission. So, what was your favorite subject when you were a kid? My favorite subject was English because I write, I'm a writer, so I always loved English. Any favorite childhood memory? Actually, when we went to Virginia Beach. And um, there's a bridge, a very long and big bridge, and it's called the Chesapeake Bay Bridge in Virginia. And you can see dolphins in the water. So this is just a good childhood memory. Um, at first I was scared, but then my dad explained, you know, that they're harmless and they're be beautiful. And I just watched them. So we had the funnest time. I think it was about 10 years old, maybe even a little bit younger. And that was just one of my favorite times. My family took a vacation there. That's great. So did you have any fear of anything? A fear that I had when I was a child was the fear of the dark. <laughs> and right now, that fear, because it was never addressed as a child, it, it now manifested into a fear of flying. So I have to work on that. <laughs> okay, so when you were little, what did you want to be? You know what? I, I went through a lot of different things uh, when I was an adolescent. First, I wanted to be a teacher. I think we all go through that. I used to teach, line up my baby dolls and pretend I was a teacher. Um, and then I wanted to be a lawyer and then a doctor. <laughs> I went through all of these different um, careers. But I knew that I, even as a child, I always helped. Helping is my biggest thing. I used to bring home stray cats and animals all the time and get in trouble <laughs> because I always wanted to save something. So I just knew that that, you know, that part of me is in my nature. Uh-huh. So how did you end up being CEO of Bully Buddy app? Well, I had a son who was born, I have a son who was born with dwarfism and because he was very different, he began to be bullied to the point of no return. Um, you know, they held things above his head. They stepped on the back of his feet so he can fall. They um, called him monster and ugly and just all of these different things that, you know, that they just didn't understand, but it really did a lot of damage. And so that's where it began the journey for me 
uh, when he came home with missing skin from the children stepping on the back of his feet and making him fall, taking his lunch money. And I wrote this book. This is, you know, the tiny, tiny but mighty. The, the little prince is my son. <laughs> and so um, writing this book, I began to to unleash what was inside of me to help other people. And it just manifested into uh, the development of a nonprofit. I founded a nonprofit, Tiny Be Mighty, uh, that supports um, dwarfism, awareness, and a resolution for bullying. I work with families who have lost children between the ages of seven and 17. And then it just manifested into a partnership, um, you know, some investors, and then like a really amazing uh, company. And that's when the intellectual properties began you know, a few years back to create this app. And I did that and now we're here. I also have a curriculum as well. We're here with an answer and a resolution to bullying. Okay, so what difficulties did you face while making this app? Oh my goodness. <laughs> making an app is not easy. How about that one? So just the different, since you have a technical background, you know, it's all of the different like bugs, and just different things that can go wrong on the developmental end when they say, oh, it'll be done in five days. And then it's like five months, you know, all of it keeps getting pushed back because technology, like people, you know, I want to say this, if you have a quality app, like there's a lot of apps out there, but it doesn't mean that they're quality and that they can withstand millions of downloads. That takes a lot of work. And so I would say that was the challenge. Everything else was, was really a fun, cool experience. Yeah. How long did it take to publish the app? Okay, so it took about nine months and we were told nine weeks. <laughs> okay, that was longer. So did you face any challenge while making this? So, you know what? I would say the only challenge is you have to have a wonderful marketing plan to push whatever it is that you have. That's number one. Um, we're now beginning to, you know, meet and go all over like i said we you know we're on our way to a trip to the pentagon and then have a meeting in washington about a lot of different things but just that networking part that exposure uh getting it into the hands the correct hands that can showcase it so that everyone sees it that i would say i don't like to use the word challenge because you know i'm positive in how i think and speak but that is definitely, you have to have a good plan. You must have a good plan of act, action. Okay, so now I would like to know how this one faces bully in life. There are so many forms of bullying. There's relational bullying where, if we're talking about adolescence, because I do have the adult version of the app as well. So, um, but speaking that we're talking about adolescence, this is when your friends take your friends away from you. Like if you sit at the lunch table all together and then they start a rumor about you, then there's emotional bullying where you're just called names, name calling and emotional trauma. Then there's physical bullying, obviously where people put their hands on you and push you and um, kick you and do and harm you in that way. And then there's sexual bullying and cultural bullying the where you're you know beat up just because you're a different culture. So there's, those are the types, the seven types of bullying that I speak about, you know, even in my book, Are You Raised in a Bully? And then how one, you know, becomes bullied is there's different characters in the bullying scenario, like the receiver of bullying, the person who is bullied. So this person may be shy. This person may 
uh, have a different ability. This person may be a different culture. This person is kind of sometimes by themselves. It, I call the person the target in my book. The target is someone who is easily targeted. The bully is someone who preys on someone who's easily targeted. So these are just a few scenarios of, you know, who who gets bullied and then how it really takes place and what it looks like. Okay, what about how not to let these bullies demotivate you? Okay, so the thing is, is, is education, and this is what's in the curriculum and, and the app as well. I'm available, I do um, online virtual workshops and trainings. The thing is to know, number one, the seven types of bullying. Number two is to learn who you are. There's the supporter, there's the receiver, there's the ringleader, which is the bully. There's so many different facets to bullying, and it's important to educate yourself and kids, obviously, to know who they are in the bullying scenario and what type of bullying is taking place. So in order, if let's just say your question was, how do you basically deter a bully? So number one, this app is gonna do that because it records in real time. So he, he will be caught on video. You have to deter him and expose his behavior so that everyone knows what he does and then it will begin to shut it down. And as far as the people who receive the bullying, it's just about empowering them to know that they are stronger than what they think they are and to have people around them that also you know are strong as well so that they can team up and the bullying begins to shrink because he's outnumbered and most importantly outpowered okay so why is it difficult to detect sometimes the difference between bully and conflict because the bully is very secretive right he cannot go out in public and beat someone he does but he does it like in the hallway in the bathroom discreetly because he doesn't want to get in trouble so it's hard to detect too because children are afraid to speak up they're scared right women are afraid to speak up when they're being, being violated we know that in the workplace people don't want to lose their jobs but they know that they're being bullied so it's just a, it's just about regulating that fear and turning that fear into power so that you speak up and speak out that's what our whole mission is about is to really speak up and speak out and then deter the bully from everything that he's trying to do okay so do you think bully should be considered as part of crime i do i think in some cases and this is what i have a goal to to actually run for office um and i would like to get laws passed that are mandatory that it is considered a crime or even a misdemeanor when someone pushes someone into bullying to where it makes them take their life. I mean, I, I on this journey have met families who have lost children as early as seven years old that committed suicide because another group of children or child made them feel less than enough to take their lives. So in that case, I do believe that it should be considered a crime. Now, there are certain stages of development, obviously, where kids pick on each other. And quite frankly, if it's done, you know, where it's moderated or, you know, where it's monitored, excuse me, where it's, it's less than a moderate amount of it, then that's a little bit to where you can build your character, build a tough skin, so to speak, is what we call it in society. And that's how you can learn how to deal with different types of relationships with people. Okay, so now I would like to know how to stop bully at schools and in workplaces. So stopping bullying becomes, once again, my app 
you, you, you must have a tool where you're getting the evidence because you said something very important in your other question, right? How come it's not known or how, how do they get away with it? Because they hide it, right? So, and people don't speak up and because they're afraid. So removing that fear to speak up and speak out is going to be really, really paramount in, in eradicating this. And then also to, once again, training people on the different types, just like adolescents. If you don't know what relational bullying is, you can't report it. And it's setting up a safe work climate and a safe school climate, having policies and procedures that people sign off on, like contracts, like this is the protocol once this rule is broken. We have to set new standards and we have to hold people accountable. That's why we're losing people. Mm -hmm. So does everyone needs anti-bullying training? Everyone needs training. Corporations, I offer that as well. Corporations need training. School staff need training. Teachers need training. And even the, the kiddos, the children involved in adolescents in the workplace, there needs to be that in the policies and procedures. And, and we need to call it, I want to say this, because it, it is a worldwide, and I'm so, like I said, this is a blessing um, to, to just speak with you and have you be in another country because we want this message to be worldwide. I'm sure you know in your country, you know, how certain things people are treated at the workplace or not, or because you're a woman or because you're a minority or what have you. I, I know you can identify with that, but it all comes from education. And so I think it's just a general, um, a general question, should I say, and, and I think that we all, we all need to be educated on this and call it exactly what it is. It is bullying. Okay, so how's your career progressing right now? What struggles did you overcome by to be the one who you are today? Well, the challenge, I mean, just in general, I was bullied myself. So I was bullied. I was an overweight child. And I also was an interracial child in a primarily all-white school. And so that right there, you know, set me up for challenges in general. And what I did personally, and I, I would like to say this to anyone that is going through anything, is I used that challenge to feed me and fuel me to keep on going. Instead of quitting because of the challenge, I actually work harder because of the challenge. And I think that's where I and why I see my breakthrough. Okay, so now let's move towards let's imagine and inspire. So if you win a lottery ticket, for example, infinite amount of money, how will you spend it? Well, the first thing I want to do seriously is open up centers throughout the United States and they're called life centers and then have them go worldwide. And these centers are training and empowerment centers. These centers inspire people. These centers help families, women, men, children. Uh, policy and procedure makers, educators, anyone who deals with adolescents. They can also, you know, inspire and help corporate leaders, you know, so that their company climate stays whole, pure, and walks in love. And then the next thing I would do is I would provide housing um, for a lot of uh, people who lose their children. They don't have the means to move to a different home and they have to stay in the same home. And so what I would do is just provide moving housing. This is why I also have a nonprofit in case anyone wants to make a, a donation. This is what we do. So, but yeah, I would just do life centers throughout the United States. Okay, that's great to know. So what about time machine? If you get a chance for time machine, would you prefer to go in your past or in your future? I would go in my past. Okay, bye. 
because I lost my mother very, very young. And I, I just wish that I could go back and spend a little bit more time with her <laughs> and do things a little bit differently. But yeah, that's why I would go. I would go behind. So if money wasn't a factor, then how would you have spent your time? Oh, if money wasn't a factor, I would be all over the world spreading this message around. <laughs> I would be everywhere. I would be traveling all over the world. Okay, so in how many countries have you been to? I have never, and this is this is why I'm excited to explore different countries. I've never been because I don't like to fly. <laughs> yes, I'm working on that right now, so I can't keep saying that I'm afraid of it, but I don't I'm not comfortable with it. But I need to be because I have a goal to go global. You you know what I mean? And obviously I have to get on a plane to do that. So I would get a private jet <laughs> with the best pilot in the world <laughs> to make me feel comfortable. So does anyone inspire you in life? Yes. So I would have to say a couple of people. My son is my daily dose of inspiration to be small and have a condition that people don't understand, but to still be a big personality, that inspires me every single day. Um, the children who, who are bullied, believe it or not, they inspire me. They inspire me to keep on working hard and they push me to keep going with this mission to save them. Um, I, I'm also inspired by Oprah. I think she is such an amazing woman who's accomplished so many things. And I have a goal to accomplish many things as well. So she inspires me. There's just a lot of people who inspire me. Okay, so many people inspire you. That's great to know. Tara, what are your future goals? Well, I see myself once again running for and winning political office, maybe Congress. Um, and I see myself as a businesswoman, obviously with successful companies. I don't only have one company. I have, you know, the adult company as well and the nonprofit and different companies because I'm an entrepreneur at heart. And so I see very, very successful in all of these companies. And then just being able to serve on a level that's so comfortable. I can give, I can travel, I can serve, I can help people and there is no issue, no thought or anything. That is my personal goal. So Tara, any advice for those who are looking forward to be in your field? Listen, do whatever makes your heart sing and soul dance. Because when you do things from your heart, that gives you the power to make your soul dance and whatever it is that you do. It's, it's very important to love what you're doing. Sometimes we have to have jobs that we don't love what we're doing. I get that. But it's really, really good and important when you do love what you do, because what you love will return to you. I truly believe that. I'm a believer of God and in, in, in the universe, and it will come back to you. And just have tough skin. If, if I can give one pointer, have tough skin. Please don't take things personal because you just won't, you won't reach it. And if you do, it's gonna be tough. There's gonna be a lot of different levels a lot of different people, different, you know, characters that you have to deal with and work with. So it's just to be a chameleon in your spirit, adapt, uh, have adaptability skills, be able to conform to different ways and different people and different cultures. And that's, that's the advice that I would have to give today. Okay, Tara, do you have any upcoming books which audience can read? 
yes, I do. I do have upcoming book. Is it uh, upcoming book? It's called "Are You Raising a Bully?" It will be released in September because October is Anti-Bullying and Dwarfism Awareness Month, and so "Are You Raising a Bully?" will be everywhere. And then now I do have once again "Tiny But Mighty." This is an amazing story about a little prince who defeats his giants by using his thinking skills. And that's in Amazon, that's in Walmart online, that's everywhere. Okay, Tara, so what's one piece of advice you'd like to share with my listeners? Have a, spirit, a spiritual grounding minus God, because that gets you through or grows you through when times get very, very tough when you're on your journey. And once again, to really, really love yourself. And I don't mean, I mean in a humble way, love yourself enough to trust yourself on your journey because you will be faced with doubt. So that gets you through that as well. It was great talking with you, Tara. I really enjoyed talking with you. So here is a small yes. Thank you. All the way from the United States to Saudi Arabia. Thank you so much. Would you like to say something in the end? Yes. If you guys please want to support Tiny Be Mighty online and go to bullyingbuddy.world because it is a world issue. Download the app, support us, the nonprofit, tinybemighty.org. Uh, I'm on social media under Tara Lynn Towns. I'm on social media under Bullying Buddy, Stomp, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. You guys, download the app and help us save lives. Thank you for watching the next episode. Yes, it, it will be everywhere and I will be everywhere. So maybe one day we'll get to meet in person. One more time. One piece of advice.